Good evening, America. This is your host, the Red Baron of Boots on the Street Podcast. Welcome. Well, tonight, America, I want to talk about Trump. I know, again, but there's a reason. You know, I was debating the day on Facebook, and by all means, hit me up on Boots on the Streets podcast on Facebook. Once again, there's Boots on the Streets Facebook. That's how you can find my name. I'm under the name Red Baron. Hit me up on there, okay, America? Uh, I was having a, a, a debate with a, a good friend of mine about the Baltimore comment and was it racist? And, you know, he asked me, well, what has Trump done for New York? And I said, but if you look at New York, New York is in far better shape economically. It's the uh, economic hub of America. And it's in far more better shape than Baltimore, Maryland. No one goes to Baltimore, Maryland to do business transaction. Uh, when you cut through Baltimore, Maryland, you try to get through there as fast as possible. I don't understand why we get upset, America, when someone speaks truth about a community. Especially as black Americans, America descended of slaves, we all know about horrible black communities. Not just black communities, but just bad communities in general that um, we tell our loved ones and friends don't go over there or don't go partying in that neighborhood because those people are ratchet and ghetto, gold teeth, grilled out, riding around in box Chevys and stuff, a bunch of baby mamas. We, we say that amongst each other. This is the hypocrisy that's amongst us. My friend that I was battling, well, not battling, but debating with. Let me rephrase that, debating with. And I welcome his opinion. Because that's why I asked you guys to chime in either on Twitter or on my Facebook page under Red Baron. You'll see the Boots on the Street podcast emblem. I welcome you to share your opinions and your views. That's what Americans should do. That's how we grow to love one another and appreciate one another by hearing each other's point of views. I'm not always right. I just, I'm just a man that has a perspective on things. That don't mean I'm right. It's just my perspective based off of my life experience and what I've... What I have seen. I grew up in a very diverse community. I traveled a lot up and down the East Coast uh, as a child and as a teenager, as a college student. And I got to see various communities. Some of my friends never left the South. So they have no clue what New York or Northern states are like. Some of my friends never left Georgia. But my buddy that I was debating with today, which I said was a, a, a great debate, great conversation. Two, two intellectual minds having a conversation about a pertinent topic today in America. I welcome that. That's what America's about. And I want to give a shout out to my good friend, Hitman Howie. Trying to get you on here as a co-host one day, man. You got to get focused, bro. We want to get you on the show. Um, your perspective is appreciated here. Not tolerated, but appreciated. Hitman Howie. Y'all know who he is in Columbia, South Carolina. Um... Uh, so yeah, you know, people got very upset. And the fact of the matter is, I have no, no interest in going somewhere like Chicago. Them black Negroes is shooting each other up and putting holes in each other like waffles. I have no interest in visiting Chicago. I don't care about no Chi-Town. I don't even want to listen to their rappers. I have no interest to go there. I have no interest going into the worst parts of Savannah, Georgia, or Charleston, South Carolina, or Compton. I like living. I like breathing. 
Hell, there's rough areas here in Columbia, South Carolina. I don't go to. I told y'all a long time ago on one of my other podcast shows that my professor stated, every community is not your community. And we need to understand that. The same people we're arguing and caping from, if I went in their neighborhood, they would say, oh, nigga, you think you better than us because you speak proper and you got a college education? I get that from in-laws in rural areas that think I'm bad and bougie or whatever because I went to college and I speak proper English. And I strive to have professional jobs. You know, so it's all right for that community to bust up educated middle class blacks. But when somebody on the outside say, hey, man, you know, your your community is is, uh, bad off, infested with rats and roaches and crime. He's a racist. Knowing that amongst black people, we all talk about in the barbershops and stuff that Baltimore is a shithole. We do it. But see, we're hypocrites. That's why no one respects us, because we're a bunch of hypocrites. We say one thing, and then when somebody else say, oh, well, he shouldn't be saying that, he just spoke truth to the power. Hey, look, Congressman, how many years you been in, in office, and, and, and your district still look like a shithole? You need to step down. That's no different than a pastor being a pastor of his church, and fast forward 20 years, 30 years later, all his church members are getting divorced, separating from their husband and their wives, infidelity going on at a rapid rate inside the church. Bro, you failed as a pastor. You failed. Because you got so arrogant where you want to be a dictator about certain things that you failed to sit down and mediate and counsel those that was in need and marriages that were struggling. So you failed. So you need to sit your old ass down too. Now, do I believe Trump is a racist about certain things? Uh, you gotta be careful with that racist word, you know. I, I see. Look, with, with, to my southern black Americans, a lot of y'all grew up in the South, and you were taught to be submissive, bow down to white men out of fear of them harming you. I get it. I see the impact slavery had on the South. I live in the South. Uh, a lot of you talk of a real good game amongst each other shucking and shooting the jive with each other but i I, but when soon them white cops come around or a white man come around y'all get real quiet so you're really not about that life as uh the ratchets say you're not about that life but y'all not used to a bold new yorker speaking his mind see trump is from new york he talks shit with the best of them go ahead and google trump with rappers and you see him with many many hip-hop artists you notice not that many hip-hop artists have came out and called Trump a racist. You notice that, right, America? Have you paid any attention to that? Your favorite artists, you notice they're not saying anything about Trump? Because guess what, America, particularly my black Americans, y'all still don't get it. It all comes down to the mighty dollar. Your hip-hop rapper that you love, oh, no, that nigga got a dunk Chevy, man, gold grill. That, that dude lived in a private community in an upscale neighborhood with a fence around his house to keep niggas that look like you out. Facts. He sent his kids to private schools. Facts. Because he knew what it was like living in the hood with your dark skin black behind. So he decided himself, hey, I don't, wanna, I don't want my kids living amongst them no more. That's why I'm working hard writing these rhymes. I want to live um, um, by some dentists and doctors and lawyers and stuff. Facts. So you run around caping and don't understand the political realm. Now, 
let me get it on board here today. Let me let me slow it down a little bit. On my Facebook page, I post a picture of Donald Trump and Al Sharpton. Let me pull it up and see what that says, okay? Give me a second here. It was by the New York Times, a company that I used to work for as a photographer and journalist, by the way. Like I said, this podcast thing, I've been in journalism and media for decades. I, matter of fact, the guy I'm getting ready to mention, I also interviewed him back in 1996. And I'm talking about good old Al Sharpton. And New York Times said, how Trump and Sharpton became the ultimate New York frenemies. President Trump and Reverend Al Sharpton have a history of using each other for their own purposes, whether as foes or friends. Now, let me break that down for those of you that don't know anything about politics. What I'm trying to relate to you is, you see politicians, Republican and Democrats battling against each other on Fox News and CNN, and you guys get caught up in it like WWE wrestling. And they actually stimulate emotions in you like watching wrestling. But when the lights is off, the microphones are turned off, these same politicians go out at, what is it, after hour or whatever, they go out and have lunch or, or dinner together. They go play golf together. Two different political parties, political uh, beliefs, but they have a good time together. Example, Bill Clinton always looked at George Bush Sr. as his father figure. Different political views. Matter of fact, I watched a documentary on their relationship. And did y'all know that Bill Clinton, yes, which is a Democrat, had his own room inside a senior George Bush house and he would go over there during the summertime and spend two to three weeks with Senior Joy Bush at his house. Yes. So what that tells you about politicians, you guys get all emotional and wrapped up. And especially, I'm talking to my black Americans more than anything, because let me tell you something. I say it again. You cannot win when you're tied into your emotions. They have said that black Americans vote out of Anger and pride. When you go to the booth, you pull in the leverage out of anger and pride. That's a bad way. So what the Democrats do is they, they hit you out with words like racist, racism, bigotry, discrimination, anti-colored women. Things that they know. And in black America, I understand our history in this country. Trust me, I know it better than most of y'all. I understand we have a history of slavery. We have a history of Jim Crow, segregation, civil rights movement, all that, and still getting our asses kicked to this day. Technically, black Americans are the bottom race in this country. That's right, black people. Some of you don't want to hear it, but that's the truth. Mexicans done passed us. They're more well-respected and revered than black Americans. We at the bottom. We the bottom, we the bottom of the barrel. So they know... Our history with racism, slavery, and all this stuff. So they target our community off emotionalism. Trump is a racist. The whole Republican Party is a racist. Oh my God, y'all don't need to vote for We got to get them out of office. I don't care what it is, what we got to do, but we got to get them out. Oh, we need you black Americans to stand by our side. What you do is, you get so emotionally revved up and wrapped up. You don't see that you're about to vote for a Democrat that have policies that goes against your community and what your community need as black American descendants of slaves. Immigration policies do not benefit black Americans. Transgender and gay policies do not benefit black Americans. But they get you so revved up with emotion, fear, hatred, 
that you just voting blindly and not thinking. They got us mapped. <coughs> pardon me. They got us mapped down. They got us mapped out. They know what to say to push our buttons and get us to jump on their side and run to the booth and put Democrat candidates in office with policies and agendas that do not benefit us. Do I think Trump have policies that benefit us all the time? No, I don't believe that. No president don't. Damn, uh, Obama didn't have it. So that don't make Trump a racist. But my thing is, look, why I'm going so hard about Democrat, because Democrat Party been the party for like over 30 years talking about they for black America. They care about our issue. They're here fighting our cause. And they all have created policies that kept us down, kept us disenfranchised. Hillary Clinton get up on stage. I don't care how they got here or what they promised, but they're damn, uh, what is it? She say, uh, predators? Calling black men predators? Oh, but y'all want to vote her in office. Same woman that came up with that damn lie about Obama was not an American citizen. That was started by Hillary Clinton, but y'all say the Democrat caused that. That's your emotion talking. I learned something as the Red Baron. I don't even talk to my own family or my in-law about politics. Why? Because they're not mentally on my level when it comes down to politics and understanding things. I might try to educate them about certain stuff. If I look in their eyes, they like a damn deer in headlight. They don't understand that, and they really don't care. They just want to watch the latest Medea movie. That's all they want to do. And that's their, that's their business. I'm into politics. That's my realm. Everybody not cut out to be a leader or to be in politics. I told y'all before, I'm also the chairman of a certain political party, which I'm not going to share with y'all yet. But that's right. I'm the chairman for the state of South Carolina for the political party. I have my hands involved in politics many times. Many, many times. And it's not going to be the last. I just love politics. But, um... Especially on a state level. Uh, but where do we go from here? Are we being played by Al Sharpton and Donald Trump? Do they go against each other and say hurtful things or, or things that we think are hurtful and then when the camera's off, they're eating expensive steaks with each other? Be careful, America, because we live in a time where people appear to be than to actually be. Just like you might have somebody appear to be your friend, but behind your back, they dis- they, 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 they're disrespecting you. So where do we go from here? Huh? Huh? I'm just telling you, open your eyes up. Stop letting everybody play. Stay focused on the task. 2020 is about Adels, black American descendant of slaves. Like I told my beloved frat brother, I said, look, all Trump said was to Elijah, Stop worrying about what's going on on the border and worry about the people in your district. The residents in your district. Their conditions are poor. They're living in poverty. They're living like a third world citizen. Them same Mexicans coming over the Durham uh, border wouldn't want to live in Baltimore. They're like, hell nah, amigo. I just got here to America. I want to live the good life. I want to live in the suburbs, sidewalks, grass, picket fence. I don't want to live amongst, I don't want to live with them drug addict Negroes. Shoplifted from IGA and City Trends. They don't even want to live in Baltimore. And they're coming from poor countries. So what that tells you. I'm not saying that people... By us saying Baltimore is in bad condition, I'm not saying the people in Baltimore or from Baltimore are bad people. That's not the argument. What we're saying is, look, you need to put this community first and stop worrying about giving all these people coming across the border free housing, free health care. 
put Baltimore first. They're American city in America, and they deserve to get treatment first. A dose, a hundred percent. That's what I'm trying to teach y'all here. It's not about me being pro-Trump. I'm not pro-Trump. What I'm trying to tell you is don't look at it as racism. All he's saying is, yo, stop trying to bicker with me about something on the border and your people struggling with rats and abandoned buildings and drugs. Put your effort into bringing jobs or something to Baltimore. Sitting down with the president and creating an industry in Baltimore. But I tell you, I experienced that in South Carolina. Don't you talk bad about my state. Don't you talk bad about my county. But yet your county has no jobs. And the job, the one job they do have, everybody making seven eighty an hour. No traffic light, no sidewalk, no Walmart. You got to drive almost an hour to go to Walmart. Why haven't your mayor bought any commercial businesses to your town? And your town looked like a black version of Little House on the Prairie. Have we, are we living in a time now we can't speak the truth? That's what it's about? Oh, we're not going to speak the truth anymore? That's too harsh. Don't say that. What do we get off on? They call that in council. It's called stuffing. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Then eventually become passive aggressive. And then after that, you just have a bad explosion and something negative, very bad happens. It's not racist statements. He stated a fact. Maybe he could have worded it better. Yeah. Like we all haven't said things that we could have worded better. But all he's saying is, yo, fix Baltimore first and not worry about these illegals. Hey, that's a good idea. I could get on board with that. I could get on board with that. But stop letting them feed off of our emotions. Like I said, they come out of churches, eat our buttered biscuits, poke chop, sing Negro hymns together and put a fake tear in their eye. Boy, I love that song. I hate anybody that has slaves. All that fake nonsense. Fake. When I worked in plumbing, in the plumbing class, I used to go in white people's houses, and they had pictures of slaves up picking cotton. That weirded me out. I never understood that why they had artwork paintings of Negroes picking cotton. Were they racist? I don't know. A little creepy on some get out stuff. But, you know, I wouldn't have pictures of Jews in the Holocaust. Buttering up bagels. I wouldn't do nothing like that. I wouldn't want that on my wall in front of my children. But we got to start pulling together. We need to sit down. We need to have more conferences. Yeah, conferences. Actual conferences. Hey, look, we're going to sit down and have a conference with various people in the community and tell them, y'all got to stop being so damn emotional. We need to think. You're not going to blind me with my emotion to the point where I can't see I'm being hoodwinked by the damn Democrat Party. The same party that's out here advocating for us advocating for us supposedly but telling us to our face every week I don't have a black agenda for y'all America we have to do better we have to do better America I, I'm, I, I'm challenging you to keep your emotions and do bound uh, look at the big picture and don't let anybody take advantage of you don't give up your vote this election just for the sake of giving it up if no one meets your needs don't vote that's where I'm at with it you don't meet my need, I'm not voting. My vote too important to be giving it up. I'm not going to hold y'all any up, America. Anybody that has any thoughts on the topics I'm talking about, you can reach me on the Red Baron Boots on the Street podcast on Facebook. You can reach me on the Red Baron again. Um, 
and and uh, Boots on the Street podcast. Ah, I'm blowing a brain fart. You can reach me on Twitter on a Boots on the Street podcast. You can reach me on Facebook under Red Baron. By all means, I want to hear your views. We don't have to agree, but let's sit down and have an intellectual discussion on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, the Red Baron, here in America. Love America. America's always first. Ados before anybody. And let's work on us, America. We're a great nation. Stop focusing on people coming across the border. Let's focus on each other. I love y'all, America. Y'all have a good night. This is your host, the Red Baron, signing off.